Hello again. Have you ever wanted to have all the knowledge of something? Like, would you want to know all the lore of a certain game or know the history of everything? I don't think I would. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, start reading this document, shall we? Item number SCP-028. Object class. Safe. Special containment procedures. No special means are needed to contain at this time, as SCP-028 has not shown any change in size, position or shape during the entire period of its containment. But access must be restricted. Currently, SCP-028 is contained on site classified, as SCP-028 is not transportable by any known means. SCP-028 is sealed in a 6x6x3-meter concrete room with a single door, with two armed personnel stationed outside. Only authorised personnel are to be allowed exposure to SCP-028, and extreme care must be taken at all times. While SCP-028 is, is itself harmless, the effect can be very damaging to the unprepared. See document EL-028-1125. SCP-028 is located in an abandoned storage yard outside a copper mine in northern Michigan. SCP-028 has no detectable physical presence of any kind, but its effects occurs in a 2.1 meter cube around what is commonly held as the center of SCP-028. All forms of scanning and testing in the area of SCP-028 have shown no abnormal readings. Adding or removing objects or attempting to remove dirt from under SCP-028 has no effect in altering the size or shape of SCP-028's area of effect, nor the onset or quality of the effect. Subjects entering SCP-028 are, within 3 to 6 seconds, struck by total complete knowledge of a subject. This knowledge is thus far completely random in both size and usefulness, and sometimes goes unnoticed for extended periods of times. More profound knowledge generally has a stronger effect, with some cases expunged, see document EL-028-1125. The effect can be experienced multiple times by exiting and re-entering SCP-028, but can result in increasingly strong migraines and dizziness after two exposures. SCP-028 came to the Foundation's attention after research into news reports of a local miner who submitted a design for a cold fusion reactor to the US Patent Office. Mr. Classified reported that it just came to me like a bolt out of the blue. News and subjects were suppressed and contained after discovery of SCP-028 and the reactor designs implemented in the containment of 1995. Subsequent testing of SCP-028 has yielded mixed results. Document EL-028-1114 Partial Information Retrieval Log for 1st of the 5th Note, all knowledge is perfect, total and eidetic. Every phone book entry for New York City in 1998. How to redesign the internal combustion engine to run on human blood, using only pre-existing parts. Note, full redesign takes 4 hours and runs at higher efficiency than gasoline. Location of keys for a Buick LeSabre. The proper method of care for a mole rat colony. Origin and history of 12 SCP objects. Note. Expand. 
Family history of the Blackthorn family located in London, England. Geological structure of the earth beneath Greenland, including several unknown caves. Document EL 028-1125 Log E-112, subject D-1182 exposed to SCP-028. Subject began to cry and went into fetal position, showing signs of high distress, unresponsive to questioning and outside stimulus for several days, lapsed into catatonia shortly after stating that this is not life. Subject passed into a coma and died shortly thereafter. COD was attributed to shock. E-127 Agent accidentally exposed to SCP-028. Agent showed signs of sudden surprise and bemusement. When questioned, Agent requested a moment to gather my thoughts, please. After several seconds, Agent laughed, shook his head and removed his service pistol from its holster. Agent then shot and wounded Dr. and killed Agents and before being restrained. Post-incident interrogation revealed Agent Classified. had extensive knowledge of Classification Foundation activities and several SCP objects he had not been previously exposed to, including SCP-2669. Any Foundation personnel found to have entered SCP-028's area of effect are to be detained indefinitely. Document EL-028-1128 Log Experiment 189 Subject D-9843 was exposed to SCP-028 3rd of the 19th, 11.46 Examination of subject revealed abnormal respiratory actions 3rd of the 19th, 13.37 Questioning revealed subject had learned to recycle the carbon dioxide inside his body 3rd of the 19th, 1721. Repeated attempts to teach skill to other D-Class personnel failed. 3rd of the 24th, 1211. Subject terminated. 7th of the 18th, 1503. Autopsy reveals no abnormal organ formations. 7th of the 18th, 1837. Researcher's notes. Dr. Seriously, how the hell did he do that? Incident 028-A During a recent experiment involving SCP-028 and D-9833, Dr. Cardinal, the head of the experiment, stepped into the proximity of SCP-028. Dr. Cardinal began shouting profanities and swatting at the air. When guards came to assist Dr. Cardinal, he was incredibly hostile towards them. The guards then tranquilized Dr. Cardinal, and he was transported to Site-4's medical ward. After three weeks of bed rest, Dr. Cardinal made a total physical recovery and was released from the ward. Audio Logs Interview 028-A Interviewer Dr. Donald Walters Interviewed Dr. Jim Cardinal Forward Dr. Walters visits Dr. Cardinal's office to document Dr. Cardinal's experience with SCP-028. Begin log. Hey Jim. Hey Don, great to see you. What's up? Heard that you just got released from the ward. You doing alright? Yeah man, my leg's a little sore, but other than that I'm fine. It's just, I saw the tapes and... Don, I'm fine. 
Listen, Jim, I hate to do this to you, but the Foundation needs your perspective on the incident. They sent me to interview you. <sighs> of course. Anything I can do to help. Okay, Len, let's begin. I'm sure you know how these work. I'll ask you questions and you answer to the best of your ability. Question 1. What event caused the incident to occur? We were transporting D9833 to SCP-028's vicinity. The bastard thought it was a good time to make a run for it. While trying to stop D9833, I accidentally entered SCP-028's vicinity and was exposed to its effects. Okay, question two. Was anyone else exposed to the effect of SCP-028? As far as I know, no. I was the only one. Good. Last question. What did you experience while under the influence of SCP-028? Uh, um, my mind wasn't straight. I don't remember. You don't remember anything? No, I don't. You don't remember the knowledge you received from SCP-028? No, I don't. Next question. That's it. No more questions. Alright, then it was good to see you, Don. Now I've got work to do. Hey Jim, if there's something going on, I... Goodbye, Don. Dr. Walters packs up his recording equipment and exits Dr. Cardinal's office. End log. Interview 028-B. Interviewer, Dr. Statovich. Interviewed, Dr. Cardinal. Forward. The following interview is a recollection of Dr. Cardinal's experience during Incident 028-A. Begin log. Why the hell am I here? We are here to discuss the events of Incident 028-A, Dr. Cardinal. Again? Look, I already gave Don my testimony. If you have any questions, ask him. I'm sure that you're aware that the testimony you gave was not what the Foundation wanted. Well, it's what they're getting. Now, if you have any questions that are not related to SCP-028, I will happily give an answer. If you don't, then I'll just show myself out. Dr. Cardinal gets out of his chair and makes his way to the door. We want to help you, Dr. Cardinal. It's obvious that whatever happened with SCP-028 has had a long-lasting effect on you. We want to help, but in order to help, we need to understand what happened. Dr. Cardinal stops at the door. After letting out a sigh, he returns to the table with Dr. Statovich. Dr. Cardinal reaches into his coat pocket and pulls out a pack of cigarettes. Do you mind? Not at all. Dr. Stratovich pulls out his lighter and lights Dr. Cardinal's cigarette. You got a name, kid? My name is Dr. Stra- I mean your first name, Vlad. You been working here a long time, Vlad? Not too long. I've only been here for three years. Ever worked on any Euclids or Keters? I worked at 10-6's containment cell for a few months, and about two weeks with 2,117. Then you understand that you see some fucked up shit on the job, yeah? <laughs> Even that's an understatement. Let me tell you. In my 17 years of working, I've seen men turn to machines, divers get swallowed by a giant sea snake, hell! I've even seen a baby get eaten alive by an amphibian dog. We've all seen our fair sh share of fucked up shit, but last week... <sighs> we are here for you, Dr. Cardinal. If you need a break, please tell us. No, I'm fine. I just need to take it slow. Take your time, Doctor. <sighs> you know, it was weird at first. When I first got exposed to everything, it just came at once, like BAM! I didn't realise what I had seen until a minute after. Fuck. Come on, Jim. Just get it out. 
The first thing I saw was a dark basement. Hadn't been cleaned in years. All that was lighting, it was a single swinging bulb. Come to think of it, the room didn't look too different from an old interrogation room from those old detective flicks. Couldn't feel anything, but I knew it was cold. It was silent, and I meant dead silent. I could hear rats squeaking all across the floor. The room had an odd peacefulness to it. A dark, chilling peacefulness. Then I start hearing this weird noise. Some kind of scream. I thought it was a rat at first. But I'd never heard a rat scream for help before. I hear someone unlock a door. Then a bright beam of light comes from the stairs. It's hard to see, but I can make out the figure. It was a large man, and I mean large. I thought he was Fernard the first time I saw him. But nope, just a large man. He was carrying a cleaver in one hand, and a boy in the other. The boy couldn't have been older than... I'd say, twelve. Poor kid was screaming his head off, flaming his arms in all directions. The man cuffed the boy to the rotting wall next to me, and walked to the middle of the room. He turned on a light and revealed this large concrete table. It had straps on all four corners, and its surface was stained in blood. The man turned around and grabbed a tray with all sorts of sharp tools on it. Scissors, scalpels, you get the point. Then the man walked, uh walked over to the... <laughs> Fuck. Take it slowly, Dr. Cardinal. <laughs> the man walked over to the boy and uncuffed him. The boy tried to run away, but the man's grip was too strong. He brought him over to the table and put the boy's arms and legs in the straps. Then he... he... Uh... <laughs> no, no, can't do it. I'm sorry. I... I need a break. Dr. Cardinal makes his way to the door. Dr. Stratovich follows. Dr. Cardinal, if there is anything I can do to help. Dr. Stratovich places his hand on Dr. Cardinal's shoulder. Dr. Cardinal immediately shakes off the hand and snaps at Dr. Stratovich. Don't fucking touch me! Dr. Cardinal is visibly teary-eyed. He walks to his office and slams the door. End log. Interview 028-B-2 The following is a continuation of interview 028-B, two days after the initial interview. Note. As requested by Dr. Cardinal, no questions relating to the boys of incident 028 are permitted. Begin log. Are you ready to continue? <sighs> Let's just get on with it. Okay, did you ever get a good look at his face? The, uh, the man, I mean. <sighs> White man, mid-fifties, dark brown hair with grey streaks, and a black handlebar moustache. His face was always so greasy. Do you know where this occurred? 1853 Eva Pell Street, Baton Rouge, Illinois, the red brick house on the corner. Dr. Stratovich jots down the notes on his notepad. Were you aware of the killer's motive? He, uh, kept saying he had to do it what he did. Claimed that whenever he saw a kid, he'd get these feelings, and the only way to get rid of those feelings was to... Fucking sick bastard! How the fuck does... Thank you for the information, Dr. Cardinal. That's all we needed. Dr. Stratovich completes his notes for the interview. This concludes our interview, Dr. Cardinal. Your cooperation was much appreciated. You may leave now. Dr. Stratovich reaches to turn off the tape recorder, but is stopped by Dr. Cardinal. That boy wasn't the only one you know. Pardon? There were more kids. More? How many more? From the ones that I remember, about six or seven more. Did all of them share the first child's experience? For the most part, yeah. 
but with each new kid he brought in, he'd add his own little fucked up spin on the situation. I don't want to get into it, but some got it worse. It's just that... You can tell us, Doctor. It's just that the kid looked just like my boy. Some hair colour, same eyes, same high-pitched voice. I, I knew it wasn't him, but whenever I looked at him, I saw my boy. No matter how hard I try, I can't stop picturing his face. The fear in his eyes, the blood running down his chest, I just... <laughs> Dr. Cardinal readjusts his chair. He then raises his head and makes direct eye contact with Dr. Stratovich. When you work at the Foundation, death is normal. It's rare to go a day without someone getting their balls cut off for 2,845 or being sucked up by... 835. Most of the deaths are D-class. You're not really connected to them, so you shrug it off. But when you're watching someone you care about being tortured, watching them cry and scream as the life slowly drains from their eyes, it's different. You want to jump in and save them. You want to hold them tight and tell them they'll be fine. But you can't. Then that feeling, that feeling of dread and guilt stays with you for the rest of your life. Pray that you never go through this, Vlad. It kills a man. The Foundation is going to help you. We're always here if you need someone to talk to. We need to head to the house. Dr. Cardinal, I don't think that's... Please, I can't sleep knowing the kids are still missing. We need to go to the house. <sighs> I'll see what I can do. End log. Excavation 028-A. Project Lead, Dr. Jeff Cardinal. Assistant Project Lead, Dr. Vlad Stratovich. Location, 1853 Eva Pell Street, Baton Rouge, Illinois. Mission Description, members of MTF Epsilon 6 are to search the area for any objects that resemble human remains. Upon arrival, the house in which the events of 028A occurred had been abandoned for 25 years. The house's owner passed away that same year from lung cancer. No neighbours remember the last time they saw the owner of the house, and no records of family were found. Under the guise of a demolition crew, MTF Epsilon 6 searched both the outside and inside of the house. The following is a list of items that were found at Area 028. Internal. A box of horsehair rope. A box of steel handcuffs. Many containers of bleach, ammonia and benzene. Pornographic magazines. A box of Polaroids, of which are photographs of children. External. An unclean sewage disposal container. Ashes of burned clothing. Many skeletal remains of children. Forensics determined as many as 30 different skeletons. Update on Dr. Cardinal's status. Following the excavation of Area 028, Dr. Cardinal requested to be amnesticized from any memory related to Incident 028A. The request was approved by O5 Council. However, amnestic had no effect on Dr. Cardinal's memories. While Dr. Cardinal has been making a steady recovery since the incident, he has been assigned to Area 26 and will remain there until further notice. No personnel are to speak to Dr. Cardinal about SCP-028 unless absolutely necessary. Bloody hell, eh? Jesus. That was, that was something, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, that's it for this one. Goodbye.